0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms One Ash, Well, I'll start with some breaking news. We're now on Twitter. We just felt that the time was right to have some sort of landing page on at least one social media platform. It'll help us engage with sponsors, as well as sharing updates on stuff other than just these podcast episodes. But on this episode, we want to talk about how the draft went, the winners, the losers and that sort of thing, after a very NFL-style, drawn-out build-up of the draft. Right, that's it from just me. On we go. Evening, gentlemen.
1: Um, How are we both? Uh, Charlie, I'll come to you first. How are you, mate? Good
0: bank holiday weekend?
1: Yeah, Yeah, very good, mate. Been busy, but uh, I'm excited to, I feel like now that the draft's happened, I feel like I'm excited now for the season to get started, for us to start looking at uh, drafting, start planning out who, are, who I'm going to pick up and um, whether rookies are worth taking. Yeah, I'm just excited to get things started, to be honest.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, me too. It feels like that build-up's been forever, hasn't it? And then we're just looking, actually. And Yeah, so 11th of May, fixtures should be out. And then before you know it, everyone's back in training and, and everything else starts rolling. So, so yeah, long build-up,
2: but, um, but we're here. We've done it. Scully, you all right? Yeah, mate, good. Good long weekend. Uh, good, enjoyed the draft, especially the uh, obviously the Thursday where um, quite a, quite a lot happened. Really enjoyed uh, some of the surprises that we that we saw, and then didn't have to wait too long actually until the uh, the Friday night to see the Browns and <laughs> finally get a pick. But um, yeah, overall satisfied. Good weekend, good draft, and like uh, you guys have just said, just. Looking forward to September now.
0: Yeah, no, lovely stuff. I tell you what, I like what I watched as well as bits of the draft over the weekend. But I watched that Coach Prime on on Amazon Prime. funny enough. Either have you seen any of it yet? No, not yet. No, it's, it's no, no, I am. So it's there's only four episodes, so it's not long, but it just follows that first bit, the first well, the first and only year I think at, at Jackson State, and and just how he recruits some of the players. One of them that the heist recruit out of. Uh, out of high school don't go to any of these top colleges but wants to go there because of Deion Sanders and just kind of his level of coach and his domination the word dominate is used quite often and and they do uh, whatever some of the scores that he runs up Um, and then by the looks of it as well some most of it or a lot of the players have have gone to have gone on and followed him to colorado now this year as well so so that was interesting and then i did look as well after the draft and one of his players from jackson state got drafted which by the sounds of it he's not happy that there's only one of them it's in typical Deion sanders fashion but um but brilliant really interesting so well worth a watch if you get chance
2: yeah definitely i read that as well that um he's uh, gone off on one a little bit about only one person being drafted saying it's disrespectful etc so yeah should be good
0: yeah not you not your classic alabama georgia those type of players but but good nevertheless um all right nice one so let's just have a chat then about about some of the results of the draft uh and again some of those fantasy implications uh on the back of what we saw mainly last thursday night um but some some might even be friday night i think depending on which round some of these players were drafted in so So let's start off with, uh, so Unjigba, Unjigba we talked about last week with Albert, Uh, he ended up going to the Seahawks, so not only for him, but he was one of the the highest touted, amongst others I guess, but but one of the highest touted wide receivers in this year's draft. So he's gone to the Seahawks, which for me, I think probably, fantasy wise anyway, maybe slightly bad for Lockett. Well, probably a good thing for Gino in the sense that he did okay last year anyway. It's just another weapon. He's still got DK Metcalf. He has still got Lockett from his point of view. Uh, and then now he's just got another top receiver.
2: Scully, how do you see it fantasy-wise for those Seahawks players now that Njigba's there? Fantasy-wise, I think it could um, it could bring value to, to DK and Lockett because you've now got Njigba who's going to play in that, that slot role. So he's going to take a lot of, um, a lot of that, obviously shorter stuff, allowing those two to to get free and get up, get up the field, which I think is going to bring value and going to bring more receptions and more targets to to all of them. It's going to allow Gino to spread the field a little bit more, more, and Jigbo, like I said, pick up some more more of those shorter, um, shorter routes, shorter yards. It's um, going to leave the other two to to get downfield and potentially score score quite big. And then obviously, just looking at that Seahawks offence now as a whole, um, I don't think there's going to be many better wide receiver corps, if you like, as as, as a collective as those three. Uh, obviously, you've got the Bengals, but but that now is a very exciting offence. And you've also got Kenneth Walker in the backfield. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they can build on build on last year, should be exciting for um, Seattle.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think so. With with a lot of that, and as you say, really, I, I totally forgot who their running back was. But yeah, the rookie from last year, Kenny Walker, had a oh, had a great rookie season. Um, Charlie, is that how you see him? I mean, again, fans' favorite, Tyler Lockett. How do you see it? Are you picking up any of those receivers?
1: To be honest, I, I'm not feeling the same as Scully. Um, purely. I, I think, in terms of Gino, like you said, it, it it's it's great for him, and it's great for the Seahawks as an organization in terms of real life NFL as such. In terms of fantasy, I I, I think with those three, um, there's gonna be two. I think it's gonna be too spread for you to be able to pick, uh, especially between Lockett and uh, and and Jigba. Um, I I just. I think DK will still get the lion's share, but I think it's probably going to be split between those two. So uh, I know I wasn't big on Lockett last year, and I, I won't be this year either with that pickup. I think his share of uh, of Gino's passing last year is probably going to half, uh, and depending on how, how the rookie settles, potentially he could take over uh, as, a, as a number two. Uh, the guy's unbelievable so I think it's a fantastic pick for the Seahawks but in terms of fantasy I'm more inclined to sort of stay away and and see see how things fall for the season um, as we as it gets uh, as they get settled into those roles yeah we look
0: to that don't we I guess those kind of good receiving corps like you say great for the team great for that offense but but week on week uh again last season whether it's jamar chase had a big week and then he went quiet for a couple of weeks and it was t higgins had a big week and then it was tyler boyd the following week so it's not overly reliable or consistent so maybe maybe they do maybe they fall into that sort of category but um but certainly a, a good pickup for the seahawks and um, so moving on then to two running backs and uh and bijan robinson so talk of the draft where would he go? Scully, I think you had uh, just a little bit of money on him going to the Lions, but ended up at the Falcons, so so what a signing, what a drafting, uh, what excitement, I think, that's buzzing around with the Falcons, and they've still got Algier, and I think they've even still got Cord- Cordell Patterson as well on the roster, so in terms of who they're going to put a running back, I can't imagine they're going to split that all, all too often, kind of, depending on each shift, really. I think it will be Bijan Robinson that's going to be the lion's share right from the outset i'm not even going to lie i think i'd probably only be drafting him behind what Eckler, mccaffrey um maybe derrick henry i'm not sure who else would go in ahead of him how do you see it, charlie i mean be honest if you can are you would you be
1: drafting him early you know what i'm like i'm, I'm not one to uh, give away what m- my thoughts however if I'm honest, I'm a little bit disappointed. I know it's all geared up for the run and it's, it's a really good landing spot for him. But I just don't rate them as a team at all. And I, I, I just don't know if we're going to see the best out of him because of everybody has got round him. I know they're geared up for the run and and he's, he's an unbelievable player. But there were so many other teams that I thought... I think if he'd have gone to somebody like... Wow, not, not just if he'd have gone to the Lions, I would have been all over it, even with a, a shared backfield. I would have been like, Yes, this guy is po- possibly going to take the Lions to the Super Bowl. That's how good I think he is. And with that team, um, but the, the Falcons, I'm just, I just think they're a bit meh. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed to be honest. I still think the guy is going to be unbelievable, but I don't think he's going to be able to score like he would have done with a better team um i just don't think that they've cuz teams are going to be able to man mark uh, not man mark him as such but they they know what they're going to do they know they're going to run the ball so teams can put more men in the box and and defend against that and I'm, it, they haven't got that option um really to to take the the uh, the pressure off him so, yeah, a bit disappointed. I still think the guy's going to be absolutely unbelievable, and I would say probably a, a top five running back for the year. Um, but yeah, just tinge of a bit of disappointment.
0: I see kind of the angle on that, especially with with quarterback that I think what it's looking like they're going to start Desmond Ridder, who' was rookie last year. So a bit unknown. Um, they've got Taylor Heineke, who, who did all right, I think, for the commanders. So whether he kind of comes in partway through the season, if it doesn't work out well with Ridder, But that's maybe the question mark, isn't it? But what, what Kyle Pitts, um, not a great season last season, but looks a beast. Drake London looks very good. So there's maybe some options there. Um, and I also saw that after he was drafted as well, that the the the, the Falcons only kind of run second the second amount of times behind the Eagles, and the Eagles obviously have got Jalen Hurts at quarterback. That's running a lot of it as well. So, so they're already geared up to that, as you say. Whether they do, I don't know. Play to his advantage and just pass it, just little dump offs to him maybe as well. But if he's if he's all, it's meant to be in a passing game. Um, but poor division as well. So whether it's not necessarily a Super Bowl run, but you'd have thought the division is there for the taking with the rest of them in that in that division for sure. Scorley, how do you see Bijan Robinson?
2: So I I see him going first round in a lot of drafts. I think there's there's been a lot of spe- speak since he's obviously been drafted that he is that good that you should be taking him probably round one as probably the what one of the best running back prospects in in fantasy drafts. So for me if he's there uh, when I come to when I come to draft it's, it's gonna be one that is hard to avoid. I think it's it's for a reason as well that the landing spot that he's gone to, the Falcons, they are geared up for the run, as Tom's just mentioned. They've got an incredible offensive line. That that's why they they, they do run a lot. I'm I'm slightly disappointed because of Algier. I really liked him. I drafted him last year. I was hoping to potentially draft him again um, this year, uh, probably a little bit further down the draft because I I know he's not so high on on many people, uh, for many people. Um, This might have scuppered that for me because I think with Cordell Patterson probably taking a lesser role coming up because of his age, Algier building on from last season, I thought that was going to be going to be a solid pick for me um or hopefully a solid pick for this year so i'm slightly disappointed because of that but for for bijan robinson as a prospect in this upcoming fantasy draft i think yeah he's he's a high pick he's effective in the the passing game you you heard what albert was talking about last week when he was saying that he's probably better than most wide receivers in this draft that's just gone uh with his hands so if if he is that good both running passing game is he's, he's gonna be scoring highly um most weeks in fantasy in my opinion and then it's quite quite exciting then they need to turn it around in um in Atlanta and I think they they can do that. They've been drafting pretty well building that offence. It does like you've just mentioned Ash what what is Deadmond Ridder? Um what is he gonna be like is he a is he just kind of a stopgap now until they do draft a, a quarterback in, in the future? Or are they actually going to try and build an offence? And is this what they're doing around him? Um, or are they concentrating more on, on on just having somebody who is maybe a game manager? And like you said, dumping it off to, to these players. They're going to have Kyle Pitts, as you've mentioned, who if he lives up to his potential, I know he didn't have a great year last year, as you've mentioned, if he lives up to potential, could be brilliant. Drake London could be brilliant. So could be exciting for for the Falcons, but fantasy relevance, Bijan Robinson is is up there, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. He's, he's definitely going first round. Uh second round tops really and even if he kind of takes it steady for the first couple of weeks it's inevitable but that by the time the second half of the season comes around and certainly playoffs for fantasy um he's going to be in the thick of it, it as long as he stays injury free um okay so sticking with the south we're going over to the afc and and the colts so the colts after a lot of talk around whether they'd stick at number four which quarterback did pick if there was still a quarterback uh remaining that they're interested in uh but they did they picked anthony richardson so Anthony Richardson being the quarterback um, alongside new head coach Shane Steichen from the Eagles, who did wonders for Jalen Hurts in a in a similar type role in offense. Um, on the back of a poor season from Jonathan Taylor for fantasy and also for the Colts. Surely that only enhances his fantasy value. And he's he's not lost that talent that he had two seasons ago. Uh, and then the likes of Michael Pittman Jr. as well, which which I think we were all up on at the start of last season. Um, so Anthony Richardson not not kind of a passing quarterback and and you've got to think surely that there's only Gardner Minshew on that roster so whether he sits behind him for a couple of games or surely just just throw him in there understand that it's kind of a bit of a free hit for a season he's got the he's got the ability the fitness the 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 stamina the size and strength to kind of make a get out of some some pressure if he needs to and and make a run for it or just learn with some of these passes. Charlie, how do you see the Colts this season with all those players, really, that I mentioned, but especially Anthony Richardson?
1: I think it's a really good pick, a really good fit for them. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, he's certainly one that I would maybe think of picking up as a QB two, um, and and see how he gets on. It out of the rookie quarterbacks that were taken, he's the one I think is has got the most fantasy relevance uh, for this season. If he if he I can't see him sitting for that long behind Minshew. Um the guy's very, very athletic. He's he's he brings a, a Lamar Jackson style uh in terms of running. I think that'll help with Jonathan Taylor because it means that defenses are gonna have to mark both of them. Um it gives him that option to to hand it off or keep it, depending on what the defence do. Um I, I really like it. I think it's a great fit for him. And and the guy's got a beast of an arm. Um. So yeah, in terms of Pittman as well, I think that I think it it will help him. Um. I just yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm very up on uh, on that pick for the Colts. I, th- I think it it could uh, work really well. Famous last words, because last year I was massive on Pittman and that bombed. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes this year. See if the Colts let me down again. Yeah, you're right. Though I think
0: probably does does kind of start on anyone's fantasy roster as a QB two, But I can imagine that if he goes late rounds, he's he's maybe the Justin Fields of last season, isn't he? That I think he even went undrafted in our, in our league. And then, and then yeah, anyone, he's probably getting 50 yards a game rushing. Anything within the 10 yards, he's rushing it. So I can see him getting, I don't know, 10, 10 touchdowns on the ground, maybe only 15, 20 in the air, something like that. So not, not great as a quarterback in his first season necessarily, apart from some of those fantasy points. Scully, do you see it the same way?
2: Yeah, great pick. Uh, great fit as well. And I think uh, he's going there and he's starting. I can't see him sitting behind anybody. I think he's starting week one. Um, Shane starkin has gone there as well, hasn't he? So he's going to run that same Jalen Hurt style offence with... With Anthony Richardson and I think it's a great fit for that reason as well so um, yep, yeah, great pick I think he's, he's going to be really exciting to watch and fantasy relevant like you've mentioned Tom he's going to be he's going to be scoring points uh through the air with his legs he's going to be definitely definitely one to watch
0: yeah we like that one and uh, so moving on really to a similar quarterback um not a rookie not out of the draft but Lamar Jackson so just before the draft, uh, re-signed and it remains in Baltimore with the Ravens, Um kind of what, a week after Odell Beckham Jr. signs. And alongside that, they've still got Mark Andrews, they've got Bateman, who, who kind of who came there a couple of seasons ago now. And then they draft Zay Flowers as well, another top wide receiver recruit. So all seems to be coming together a little bit up in Baltimore. Now, I know you two are obviously divisional rivals with the Ravens, but the Ravens, According to NFL power rankings, a seventh in the NFL, which does surprise me a lot. Um, Scully, I don't know where you see them in terms of a, just an overall team, but then surely Lamar Jackson is committed to Baltimore. He's there now. He's, he's again, assuming injury free. He's got to be decent for fantasy as well, even with those weapons.
2: Yeah, of course he is. I mean, he's unique, and, and the way that plays the game is, is incredible. Um, they're a well-run side, Baltimore, it pains me to to say it, but they are a really, really well-run side. And um, for me, the this has dramatically improved them. Um, uh, this signing him, they've they've committed to him. It's an amazing move for him. We, we spoke about it a few weeks ago. It's, they needed to get it done. They've got it done. Um, yeah, I, I fear for the rest of the AFC, uh, the AFC North as well now. So it's uh, unfortunately, it's it's going to be one of those divisions again now. Everyone seems to have have improved. Uh, well, Cincinnati didn't need to improve. They, I think, they stayed the same. They're still very very good. But I think Pittsburgh have improved. I think Cleveland, and we'll talk about those two sides in a little bit, have improved. But I think Baltimore are going to be the ones to watch and the ones to beat now in. Uh, in the AFC North, very, very excited by, well, so excited, <laughs> I don't know, nervous, uh, but uh, yeah, no, excited to see them. Lamar's incredible, the stay flowers, I think is exactly what Odell Beckham Jr. needed to, to take some of the pressure off him. So he's not having to be that probably wide receiver one and he can go and do what Odell Beckham does. So um, yeah, great business, great draft for uh, for the Ravens.
0: Yeah, still a couple of decent running backs as well, what with Gus Edwards and and J.K. Dobbins as well. So, Charlie, from a, from a Steelers point of view, I don't think the Ravens do particularly well against Pittsburgh. However, um, I'm sure they'll pick up plenty of wins uh, from, from just other teams really around the NFL that they're playing against. So even if it's not a head-to-head, I'm sure their divisional record or, or just record overall will, will put them towards the top of that division for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not
1: sure um, yeah. where I'm not sure where the seventh overall came from. Yeah. Uh, it's good that we don't record faces because my face when you said that <laughs> <laughs> it's a filthy look. Um, yeah, I, I I don't like the Ravens. Um, I can't stand them as a stealer. So I'm I'm obviously my opinion is biased. Last year I said I thought Lamar was overrated. Um, he started to prove me wrong at the start of the year, and then he tailed off and went back to what I first thought. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I hope that they don't do with Flowers that what they ended up doing with Bateman where nothing. There was a bit of hype, and then just nothing came from it. In terms of fantasy, that especially, but I don't think he particularly did much in terms of helping the team last year. Um, I think Beckham is a a dec- he's a good signing. The guy's a fantastic player, but he's, he's suffered a serious injury. He's, sent, he's spent a lot of time sat and he's not getting any younger. So um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of role he plays. I don't think he's... I, I, I think personally people are going to reach for him in the draft far higher than they should be. I think he'll get drafted a lot higher than he should. Um, I, I He's not somebody I'll be looking for, certainly. Um and because of that bias against them, I probably wouldn't be looking at any of the Ravens and left it unless they were sort of left until later on. Um, I'm not massively excited, like as as Scully put it. Um, I'm just yeah, great, great deal for Lamar. You know, let let's the, the guy's an unbelievable talent or has been. Um, we'll see see what he does this year with those weapons. Uh, that he's uh, that he's uh, p- picked up.
0: I feel like we've been here before a little bit, not only with Lamar Jackson, but yeah, I think I think I've been a bit of a sucker as to what a couple of seasons ago he had Hollywood Brown, didn't he? Who probably hit with a couple of deep balls and picked him up the next week, and then and then did next to nothing, and then Duvernay's it, and, and then obviously Bateman who might have the odd good game, and you think oh here we go, they've got some sort of deep threat, and then and then they just rot really in your roster for for a few weeks until they're dropped but, um, but we'll see maybe it's a resurgence and maybe it's time to, to earn that money that he's now got on that new contract so well done Lamar huge heroes epic battles great legends and rawsome dinosaurs Get ready for an awesome year of cinema. Get involved at the Arc Cinema this school holiday with luxurious recliners, a huge selection of sweets and snacks, and a stellar lineup of movies. Catch every moment of the action at your local Arc Cinema. Check out this week's kids club film for an affordable visit for the family. Book today and find your nearest at arccinema.co.uk. Okay, now moving on to our teams, our three teams, and, and how did we do on draft night? So, Scully, I'll come to you first, and and, and how do you feel like the Browns drafted when they got round to drafting?
2: Well, we had to wait a while till uh, we actually got to make a pick, but um, I mean, when you get when you get into those rounds anyway, and if you don't watch college football, you don't really know people, are dear. So, uh, I'm going on what I've read since, what I've asked people since, and. And unsurprisingly, I was like texting Albert saying, who's this guy we've just drafted? What's he like? And, um, you know what? Overall, please, from what I've, what I've read, I mean, we addressed the areas that we needed to address and that we needed to get some talent in and get some depth in. Um, that's all, that's all we could do. And, um, pretty, pretty happy, I guess. I think the one, position that I did question was taking, taking a quarterback but um, he was our fifth pick, this Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, no idea who he was but again from looking into him, he, he, looks, he looks very good and he looks like he's an absolute steal in the fifth round from what everybody was saying. He was a lot higher on a lot of people and a lot of professional draft boards. A lot of people saw him going a lot earlier than he did. Um, but it looks okay. He's kind of that same ilk as Deshaun Watson. So from that kind of angle, it makes sense that that we drafted him as a as a potential um, coming in as a backup and as a good backup. And, and if it doesn't work out with Watson, potentially somebody that can can step in. But obviously, hoping it does work out with Watson since we sold the farm to get him. But uh, but no, overall overall good. We we got a, a big. Wide receiver in the in the third round with our first pick from Tennessee, Cedric Tillman. We just missed out, I think, on the better prospect from the same team, which was a guy called um, Jalen Hyatt, who literally the the pick before us that went to the Giants. I think he was the the more exciting prospect and, and the better prospect coming out of Tennessee uh, at wide receiver. But from what I can say, he's a big guy and. Um, he looks okay so i think he's again it's a need that we that we had we filled it um with our next pick we took a defensive tackle again a big need for us somebody who's gonna um strengthen that d d line and i spoke about it last year we were shocking against the uh against the run game so hopefully that's gonna show that up it's a guy called siaki Ika from from baylor again no idea but um Jim Schwartz our defensive coordinator is happy with him so that's that's good enough for me uh, we then took possibly the the biggest man I've ever seen in my life at hmm. offensive tackle in uh, DeWan Jones from Ohio State man's a mountain I mean huge and and again that that's a position where we're good in um, in the offensive line but but we need we need to add depth we need to add talent we need to build that succession so uh, happy with that pick we got a um a defensive end a guy from missouri as am Maguire again don't know much about him um but again a position especially with uh Clowney going out of the side that we needed to uh, needed to address so uh, let's let's see let's see about him and then one of the more exciting picks that I like, I and mean, uh, Andrew Berry does love drafting a, a cornerback. But we we took um, Greg Newsom's best mate from uh, Northwestern in Cameron Mitchell. So I think apparently he was the better out of the two as well while they were playing together at Northwestern. Uh, Greg Newsom's not had the greatest start, but there's a lot of potential there in his career at Cleveland. So I'm hoping that Cameron Mitchell. Um, is going to be a is going to be a, a good shrewd pick up for us in the in the fifth round and uh, and then we we drafted a center who again no idea but yeah. <laughs> let's let's see let's see what happens what happens with that one so like i said overall positive um none of them i'd say i've got any fantasy relevance whatsoever especially this year but uh, from a being a browns fan and, and saying that we had his first pick late on on Friday night in the, in the third round, I'm pretty happy with our business. And then uh, with our final pick in the seventh round, we we traded that for a sixth, sixth round pick next year with the Ravens. So, um, yeah, satisfied.
0: A oh, good little move to finish off with then, just to go up around it. Might, it might turn into nothing, but who knows. Is there any gaps that you still feel the Browns have got, or, or kind of one gap, if you like, that, Worth highlighting?
2: No, no. I think um, I think we've got a decent decent roster now. I still I still think a good edge, actually. If if you were to push me, I think a good a, another good solid star edge rusher at the other side to, to Miles is um, is really what we we need to make make that defense um, potentially elite. And uh, I know there's been chase. Uh, so there's been rumours of potentially going after. Is it Chase Young? Um, oh yeah, that, uh, that, could, that could be available from from Washington. I think he'd be a great great addition for us. I'm not sure how realistic of a target that is for us. But if I were to say that there's a there's a gap that we need to address, that'd be the the one that I'd be going after. But as I've mentioned quite a few times before, our season relies on what Deshaun Watson turns up. So. Um, that is is the main thing for me, and the main thing that we've we have addressed was the quarterback. We just need to make sure he's the quarterback that he can be.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope for for the sake of comp- competition and and for the Browns that that he is. Then, uh, Charlie, how about them Steelers? Um, what was their draft like, and, and what are they looking like?
1: Yeah, really good. A, a lot of the. Um... Reviews of of the Steelers draft. They're they're coming out at one of the highest in terms of uh, what they've managed to pick up. Um, I think they've filled a lot of spots that they needed to. They've strengthened that O-line, that first-round pick. I mean, that guy's an absolute shed of a man. Um, Just him on his own. We'll just have him there. He'll stop (laughs) people getting through to pick it. Let them little hands fly. Um, Yeah, really impressed with him. Uh, I think he's... It was a great decision to trade up um, and, and secure that pick. Obviously, that was something that we definitely needed to strengthen um, just so we, we can give him a bit more time in the pocket to make those plays. I think we've strengthened that elsewhere. I, I like the uh, first pick of the second round, Joey Porter. I, I thought he was potentially going to go first round. Um when we didn't pick him up because there was a lot of talk about us taking him first round. Um so the fact that he was still available, I think it was a no brainer really for for the year for day two of the draft for him to go first. Um in well, the right, round. you had the first pick of the second
0: round as well, didn't yes. you? So yeah. the, it's probably quite nice that for the Steelers to get a good sleep on that. Or you know you're picking like having yeah. the first pick overall. But, yeah.
1: Uh, the the fact he comes with that uh, legacy of the, the Steelers his his dad was a Steeler um he, he's been a big a uh, big fan of the Steelers um and and that's sort of a bit of a trend that that the Steelers go for there's a lot of brothers amongst the team we've we drafted an, another lad who um he's playing with his brother as well Nick herbig the linebacker we uh, we signed his brother as a free agent this off season so Another set of brothers on the team. It's just a family, <laughs> just a great family day out, go and play for the Steelers. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, going back to Joey Port, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, like I said, a lot of talent, and I'm surprised he didn't get picked up, but was delighted that he was still there for us to take uh, in the second round. Um, and then the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, Darnell Washington, the tight end. Um, looks like an absolute beast, can play basically as an extra uh, offensive lineman. I don't know if you saw the um, the combine with the sled push. And uh, in comparison to all the other tight ends, uh, he, he, push, he he's like a mountain. If you've not seen it, you need to go and watch it after this. He, he picks it up and just basically pushes it the length of the field. Um, compare it to the others who, who barely move it. So that'll be good. A lot more strength on that. Um, on that line, but also second to that, he's a great catcher as well. Can make some great catches. So uh, if you can break out of that block, um, yeah, just just uh, just really happy with with everywhere that we've picked up. Um, one of the I think he was also with George Pickens. We played with him in college, so they've they've got a bit of. Uh, previous relationship there um, so we'll see how that plays out I, I just think with the way that they've drafted the um the people have got associations to the steelers they've they pe- picked people that have played together and they've just strengthened in the right areas so um yeah really really happy overall in terms of uh, what who we've picked up and I, and i'm really looking forward to what the steelers can do this year i don't think they're a mil- they were a million miles away last year uh pick it having another season. Um yeah, really, really positive about this season going forward.
0: I think they're pretty safe moves really, aren't they? That I think that they did with Pickett last season, I guess. It's someone that's been around the facilities. The coaches have watched him for years. It doesn't mean he's dead certain that he's going to be successful. But at least if yeah if you know the family, you know the history, you know what they're going to be like, then it's then they are good moves. In terms of fantasy I think the receivers for the Steelers, even Fryermuth was, was okay. I think last season, wasn't he? Uh, Do you see an improvement on any of them, uh, including, I guess, Najee and, and Kenny Pickett?
1: I think the fact that we've strengthened that O-line makes the wide receivers. Pickett fence. And yeah, exactly. Building Pickett's fence, like I said, after the draft. Um, I think that makes the receivers more attractive and, uh, Kenny Pickett as well. It also does wonders for for uh, Harris because potentially going to open up some gaps for him. Yeah, I, I think across the big names, especially Pickens and and uh, and Harris this year, I think we'll see more from them. Uh, I was a, I was a big advocate of Pickens last year. I picked him up. Uh, well, I I, uh, I drafted him last year and kept him all year because I, I thought he was going to come come good and i think this year he can he can do even more uh with that second year so uh, yeah I, I think that's probably where i'd be looking to uh, to to draft in terms of what the steelers can do
0: let's keep an eye out on on all of those then um okay so let's move on to the eagles then and the and I'm not going to lie. Yeah, anything from well, in fairness, any fourth, fifth, sixth round onwards, I've I, I no idea who they were beforehand at all. I'm not going to pretend like I did. But but those first, well, the first couple of rounds, really, but certainly the two picks that we had in the first round, uh, and vast majority on defense. So all but one player in the, the whole of the draft we picked was on defense, um, and the other was a quarterback in the sixth round. But the first picks, so Jalen Carter, so trading up just one place. To pick up Jalen Carter, there's a lot of talk from beforehand being one of the best players in the draft, but some of these off-field issues. And I think since drafting him, whether it is just how the algorithms work and, and the Eagles sites that I follow, there's been not one word of any sort of off-field issues or even a great pick, great player. However, have you talked about this or have they thought about that? It's just all about how good he was as a player. So hopefully that's a good sign. Um. And then the 30th pick in the first round, Nolan Smith. So both Georgia Bulldogs, which from two years ago were, were were so-called the best college defense ever, which we've paired that with our first two picks from last season as well. It's got all the makings of of a really solid defense, defensive line, a couple of linebackers that already know each other, that are already good players. Um and and maybe even the future there once Fletcher Cox decides to decides to retire, same with Brandon Graham. Um, and I guess the way the Eagles play, we rotate in that defensive line, especially to keep everybody fresh. We can't go wrong. Uh, and I'm sure Jordan Davis will play a bigger part this season as well. Um, well I think the biggest thing for the Eagles coming out of the draft was that once once the Lions picked up uh Gibbs the 12th pick I think it was they then obviously had Gibbs Montgomery and DeAndre Swift at running back. So Harry Roseman quickly got on the phone to, to the Lions GM. Uh, we managed to get DeAndre Swift, which I only realised, I think, a day or two after the news broke that he also was a Georgia Bulldog and from Philadelphia as well. So by all looks of that, a great fit. Um, I think he's been fantastic for fantasy the last couple of seasons when he's played. But, but I know we've spoke about it before, unless you're one of those elite running backs that's playing Oh, I don't know, what a good 20, 30 snaps a game. It's You're, you're very unpredictable from game to game. So, Swift is, is a poor man's McCaffrey, I think. Um, It's just whether he can stay fit. So, I think the Eagles are looking really good. I think there's possibly a gap at safety where we've not fully replaced Gardner Johnson. Uh, we, we've got Edmonds in. Uh, I think he came from the Bears. But not fully replaced. But all in all, the rest of the team, I think offence, defence, we're in a great position to make a good run back for the Super Bowl. My only slight worry if there is one is, is maybe that strength in depth. So, you look at the receivers, uh, Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, like elite, kind of two of the best as in terms of a duo on any team, but after that, there's a big drop-off for kind of Quez Watkins. Um, we had Zach Pascal last season, I think, moved on now. And then one or two of the other guys that we've got, the, uh, probably got just a handful of catchers each all season. So so that's one thing. Uh, and I guess the, these running backs that we've got as well now. So, again, great that we've got DeAndre Swift. Um, we've got the likes of uh, Boston Scott. We've got uh, Kenny Gamewell back. And then we picked up Rashard Penny, which, again, Brilliant pickup, brilliant signing, if fit. So I think that that could just be the downfall that if one gets injured, or if you're playing against a team who's got two very good cornerbacks, the main two receivers are covered. It's just where else to go. So I'm still happy, still confident that that we've had a great draft, great off season so far. It maybe just is that strength in depth that we might be lacking. Um, but all been well. We'll see one of you boys in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, all going well. <laughs> but no, I think uh, Howie Roseman's playing Madden is um, is just is he's played a blinder again. Not just the the picks that he's picked up in the draft, but but picking up Swift again was unbelievable. He's addressed an area that that you needed to address, and uh, and the the defense probably one of the most. Complete rosters, most talented rosters in in the whole of football at the moment has just got stronger. So uh, yeah, I think uh, Philadelphia definitely one of the winners from this year's draft.
0: Yeah, it's quite yeah. impressive, isn't it? When they just know they know who to call and who to call when, and they obviously, as all teams do, I'm sure, but do the research on all these players and who who could be available if certain teams draft where. But um,
1: but yeah, it's gone well. The uh, what what do you think in terms of Swift for? Uh, for fantasy, um, obviously, last year it was a bit of a um, well, it was it was shared, weren't it? There, there wasn't really a, a go somebody that was going to be your RB one coming from from Philly. Do, do you think he would potentially take that spot, or do you think if if they stick to a similar sort of uh, play calling, is 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 he going to potentially slide into a, an RB two type role?
0: Yeah, great question. So I think I think fantasy-wise, if he was just a player on any other maybe average team, if you like, I think, I think I would pick him up in fantasy. And I probably still would. I'd probably not pick him up any higher than, I don't know, eighth round, seventh round, maybe something like that. I think you're taking a shot if you take him any higher than that. For that exact reason, I think Boston Scott was our, from the 10-yard line in, he was the bowling ball It was, that was kind of pounding it in. If it wasn't Jalen Hurts, anyway, um, I think Kenny Gamewell came in, in on third downs a lot of the time, um, catching out of the backfield. I think DeAndre is just probably a similar type player, albeit maybe just a, kind of a little bit of everything. That he can run it, he can catch it out of the backfield. So I think it's great for this read option that that the Eagles like to play quite a lot. Um, but I think the way that the way that Sirianni kind of rotates the backs, it, it might be. Swift for one series and then he might just sit until the second half and it's Kenny Gamewell that's kind of getting the series. So I don't feel like fantasy-wise it's going to be that consistent. I think if you're desperate or on bye weeks or if it turns out that it is, that it, is it is DeAndre Swift who's having he is RB1 completely for Eagles, then it, then it's worth having him. But if not, yeah, he might be one to just, just pick up and just keep on your roster just in case you, you're short on running backs. But probably nothing more than that i wouldn't have thought
2: he's definitely the most talented and he's definitely the one with the more potential to score your points on um out of that committee or, or whatever you want to call it i really like rashad penny i didn't realize you'd picked him up until obviously this trade was made and kind of looked at the, the the committee of backs that you've got so i really like him picked him up last year thinking that he was he was going to have a really good uh season for the uh for the seahawks and obviously got injured quite earlier on which kick-started um kenneth walker's career and uh and fantasy relevance last year so i'm not really interested to see how how he fits into that and um if he does get the line share or he um he is part of a, a committee and, and does more of the the longer runs and and then like you say it's more Boston Scott kind of game well that comes in a little bit later on to get the job done.
0: Mm, it will be interesting for fantasy leagues that if this is the way that the NFL is going uh, and then whether it does kind of flip on its head shortly and as these kind of defences and linebackers get a little bit lighter and a lot faster to deal with the receivers and, and the pass catching running backs that that they do go back to the big heavy running backs and then they just pound it and they can just pound it through all these defences but if not, and it does continue in this way, that, yeah, for fantasy, you've got two running backs, uh, three, I guess, if you've got the flex. But then, but then what are you doing? Because if every running back's kind of a bit by committee, whether that is just part of it or whether the other people maybe just changing the game a little bit and, and allowing them maybe a third, fourth running back that's, uh, that's definitely there every week, who knows? And there we have it. Just us three talking about the draft Thanks for listening. And as I mentioned at the start, we are now on Twitter, so please do give us a follow on there. And thanks also to our first sponsors, Arc Cinemas. We'll see you next time.